What's up, Redemption Church? You guys can grab a seat. It's good to see you this morning. Tim Abney, you should leave the building. Actually, Stolberg, don't go anywhere. I'm going to keep you here for a second because you're that cool. So, but on a day like today, you wear a Rams jersey. Really? Really? All, all, all I want to say to everybody, you, do, you know, we can't control what you do to a person. I've got property and a shovel, so um, I love you, Tim. You're awesome. So, all right, man. Glad, glad you're representing folly, but representing. So, uh, anyway, really quick, come up here, Sean Stolberg. This is Sean Stolberg. He's one of the dudes back here playing the drums all the time. Give him a big hand. And... Uh, Sean is a very cool guy, and he has been the guy with this band that what we've called a liaison, so he helps coordinate the band and uh, coordinate between myself and Shane and, and just kind of making Sundays work, and this is actually Sean's last Sunday as liaison, playing in this band for now, because he's got three beautiful girls and a beautiful wife, and he's a busy man, right? And so he has faithfully served us for the last year in this role, and certainly for the last couple of months, been very busy, and so we're just grateful for him. He didn't know I was going to grab him really quick, uh, but I just wanted to publicly, he's like, nope, I didn't know that was going to happen. Uh, but he's still around, he's running a regroup, everything else, but uh, just really focusing on his family right, right now, which we love. And so again, I just wanted to say thank you publicly, and have you guys all give him a great big hand again, because he did a great job. Thanks, my man. How many kids do we have in here this morning? Let me see how many hands we have of kids in here this morning. We've got some kids in here this morning. This is fantastic. We love having kids in. Every few months or so, we do a special Sunday where we have the kids in the room uh, because a number of things. One is it's just fun to have kids in the room. Uh, another is because we have one of the coolest, most amazing kids' ministries in the world. Can you guys give the kids' ministry a great big hand? They work so hard. They work so very hard every single week, and we know with the Christmas holiday and everything else, we're like, man, let's let Redemption Kids have a week off. We've got the walkers and nursery happening back there, so thank those people back there. They're doing it even today, but we thought it'd be fun to have the kids in here and do a little bit of a kids Sunday, learn some lessons that are good not only for kids, but also for adults, but at a level that, that, that really resonates. And so uh, what we do is we find a movie, and we just find clips from a movie, from a cartoon, that really teach Bible principles. And here's the thing for me that I have found over 20 years of being a pastor. I find that it's kids' stories and kids' cartoons that often uh, teach really great Bible lessons or theology lessons or moral lessons. And, and I think it's in part because when Jesus talked about children, he says, let the little children come to me, and unless you have the faith of a little child, uh, you won't enter the kingdom of heaven. Even Hollywood knows that there are themes that resonate with kids that are, in fact, themes that are really from the heart of God even, right? All truth is God's truth. What happens is sometimes just Hollywood and other things steal some of God's truth to tell as though it's their story, but a lot of the times it's really embedded as God's story. And so, uh, again, every few months we look for a movie we can use and for clips we can use and how that tethers to Bible principles and truths, and today's that day. So, my question is, how many of you like Monsters University? Yeah! We love Monsters University in our home. We love it. It's so great, so awesome. Man, we got kids down here. This is awesome. So here, here's the question. How many like Mike? Ah, oh, there's the Mike fans. How many like Sully? 
Ah, there's the Sully fans. Some of you are like, and I don't know who Mike and Sully are. All right, how many don't know who Mike and Sully are? Welcome home from Cuba. All right, so um, Mike and Sully. Mike is the green eyeball. All right, this is going to be awesome. All right, Sully is the great, big, huge, furry, bear-like thing with polka dots. This is going to be beautiful. So, um, and, and so we love Mike and Sully. We love Monsters University. And so we're going to learn some lessons from Monsters University today, have some fun with the kids, that kind of thing. And to do this, I need to use my kids. Now, I've been doing this for years, and, and when I first started doing this, like, my youngest could, like, barely read. You know what I mean? He'd be like, all right, can you read the verse? And he would stumble his way through, because he's so little at times. All my kids were little, but things have changed, but they still help me with this. And so right now, I'm going to bring my three kids out here. Why don't you guys come on out? Here they come. Yes! <laughs> So these are my three kids. This is Honor, my oldest. She's 17, and she's going to college. <laughs> you booed at my child going to college. I know why you booed. I'm just as sad, all right? So yes, my daughter's going to be going off to college this year. <sighs> all right, so that's Honor. Love her. She's 17. This is Emma. She's 15. She's not going off to college anytime soon. If she had her way, she would be. She's not. All right, so... And then this is Gray. We call him Boz in our home. That's his nickname. And for everybody who says, Matt, you should tuck on your shirt and wear a tie, he covers that base for me. All right, so um, bow tie even. So yeah, Grayson is the hipster of the clan. So uh, these are my three kids. And so they're going to be helping us out through this entire thing uh, because, again, uh, it's just fun to include your kids whenever you can. As far as even including kids in here today, it's always a lot of fun. So that's what we're going to do. So we're going to start this thing right off. We're going to look at our first clip. We've got a number of clips we're going to go through this morning. We're going to watch these clips. And kids, here's what I need you to do. I want you to pay attention to these clips. I want you to really watch these things. I might actually come around if I can get to you with a microphone and say, what did we learn? Like, I might come to you with a microphone and say, what did you learn in that clip? And you may say, ah, that's okay. That's totally okay. I might come to you guys and say, what happened? And you get to tell me what happened. Uh-oh, you're like, dude, do not come at me with a microphone. Uh, Please don't come at me. I might come to you. I could probably reach you, and I might ask you what happened. Are you going to be ready for that? All I see is whites now because your eyeballs went right up in your head. So you never know what I might do, all right? So we're going to have to really pay attention to the lessons that we learn, and then we're going to figure out what those lessons are then even from a Bible perspective. So we're going to get this thing kicked off right underway with the first clip so you guys can play that first clip back there. That'd be great. Okay, we're missing one. Who are we missing? Oh, oh my goodness. Thank you. 
I learned everything I know from my school, Monsters University. It's the best scary school there is. Which? Me and Tex the best. Okay. You guys watch us and tell me which school is the best. Alright? All right, my young man, can you tell me what just happened with, with Mike? He didn't get to see what happened. Yeah, he didn't get to see what happened. And how was everybody treating Mike? Bad. Bad, huh? Like everybody, like, he was like looking for somebody to be like a buddy, and did anybody pick him? Nope. His teacher picked him, yeah. but that's not the same, is it? No, no. And he called his teacher by her first name. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Who does that? <laughs> now here's my final question are, are, are human children toxic? No No, alright so, so man, poor Mike there He's trying to find somebody Grayson, what is the first lesson we can learn from this clip this morning? Look for those left out and help them to belong Alright, let's try that again Is that microphone on now? Try it again there, bud Look. Ah, there it is Look It's good Look for those left out and help them to belong Yes, look for those left out and help them to belong, right? So, Grayson, what's the verse for that? Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Let each of you look not only on his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Philippians 2, 3 Yes, and that's an excellent verse because you know what? All of us are going to have people in our lives that are, are feeling left out. We're all going to know somebody that maybe doesn't have a friend. Do you guys know of anybody that seems kind of always just kind of alone? Somebody that doesn't seem to have a friend out there? Does anybody ever see those kids maybe at school? Yeah, some of you guys do, right? I see some other hands there. Yeah, we do. And you know what's a great thing is that you're now aware, right? You know, like, oh... That kid doesn't have anybody sitting with him or playing with him at recess or at lunch or whatever else, or maybe even in our neighborhoods, right? Even as adults, maybe we work with people where we go like, man, nobody really seems to give that person any attention or a neighbor that everybody avoids. What a great opportunity for us to remember this verse out of Philippians that we say, you know what? I I'm supposed to look out for the interests of others, look out for their needs and look out how we can help them more. This is a great thing for us to do, especially as Christians, because the way that we show people Jesus is we go to people that Jesus would go to. Jesus would go to the people that other people didn't recognize or didn't notice or didn't give the time of day to. And so we want to do that as well because we want to be like Jesus and that's what Jesus loved to do. So that is a great first lesson in this whole thing. Now, here's what happens with Mike as the story goes on because Mike was sort of pushed to the side as a little kid. Uh, he thinks he has something to prove now as he gets older, right? He's going to show the world that he can be a great scarer. And sometimes when you do that, when you're so focused on you, 
that you get too focused on you and you forget about everybody around you. And that's what happens in the second clip. Mike's got all these people around him, but he's not caring for them. He's using them and he loses sight of what he's really supposed to do. So let's go ahead and watch that second clip. We can see if we can figure out the lesson of this second clip.
so can you guys tell me what just happened there? Do you know what happened? You don't know what happened or you can't tell me? You're very smart. I know you know what happened. Did they have a race? Yes. And did Mike and Sully, did they care about their team or did they only care about themselves? They only cared about themselves. Yeah, so they left their whole team behind because it was more about them, huh? Yes. So let me ask you, is it good to leave your whole team behind? No. No, good answer. Dad's like, phew. All right. Yeah, it's not good to leave your whole team behind. It's like, man, it's just all about you. So, Emma, what is that second lesson we learned from that clip right there? Life isn't all about you, so help the people around you to be great. Yes, life is not all about you, so help the people around you to be great. What is our verse for that, Emma? Get along among yourselves, each of you doing your part. Gently encourage the stragglers and reach out for the exhausted, pulling them to their feet. Be patient with each person, attentive to individual needs, and be careful that when you get on each other's nerves, you don't snap at each other. Look for the best in each other and always do your best to bring it out. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 12 through 14. Perfect. And that is a great verse because, you know, we're all going to have people in our lives that are struggling and straggling and having a hard time. And all the more we can go out of our way to say, man, how do I make you a part of my team? How do I encourage you? How do I bring you along? We're always looking for that opportunity. And what we want to do in that is we help people. And this is really important. We want to help people to be what God has made them to be, right? We don't want to just help people to be what we want them to be. We want people to be exactly what God has made them to to be. And so to learn that lesson, we're going to watch our third clip right now. Thanks, Tom. Now, podcast, I'll just be here listening to my tunes. Ah, 
right, so I'm going to go to the Smith kids here. So let me, let me, what was the lesson maybe from that one? What do you think? It was that everybody's special even if they're different. Everybody's special even if they're different. In fact, what we know is everybody's different, huh? Yeah. Everybody's different. Instead of everybody saying, I want to be like somebody else or I want to be something else, we're better off to be kind of what we're meant to be. Yeah. So, Gray, what is the lesson on this one exactly? We are not all meant to be the same. So be who God has made you to be. Ah, now I want you to look at that very closely. So be who God has made you to be. This is very important. I want you to highlight that in your little mind. Go, oh, I want to be what God has made me to be. Because you know what? There's going to be a lot of things in our lives that say, be this or be that. Or you're going to want to be things that maybe aren't what God wants you to be. But what you want to pursue, what you want to be is exactly what God has made you to be. Grayson, why don't you go ahead and read that verse right there. Be honest in your evaluation of yourself, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a specific function, so it is with Christ's body. We are all many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. Romans chapter 12, 3 through 6. That's right. So see, we're all made to be what God wants us to be, and we want to pursue that. Like, for example, for me, I, I'm made so I can preach, but you know what I can't do? I can't sing at all, all right? I, I look at Sean back there playing drums, and I go, oh, man, I wish I could play the drums. I can't play the drums. I can't play the triangle. I can't play... I just don't have any musical ability whatsoever. I try, and I don't have it. It's not what God has made me to be, but I need to be what God has made me to be. And so we always want to keep that in mind, that God has made each of us in a special way, with special gifts and special abilities, and we will do well to be what God has made us to be. That is our lesson. Now, sometimes in trying to do this... um, it's hard, right? Because people will say things to you. Uh, maybe you're trying to be something you're not meant to be and you're fighting against things and people are going to say things that are hard and, and you're going to even get your feelings hurt. And then you have to learn how to work through all of that. Well, this next clip shows Mike trying to work through part of the challenges in his life with some of this. So let's go ahead and watch that, that next clip right there. Clip four. Just go out there and show them what Mike Wazowski can do.
Nicely done. So, young lady, can you tell me what happened right there? He just beat himself and didn't be afraid and didn't believe what other people told him. Yeah, because a lot of people were saying some things to Mike that were pretty hard for Mike to listen to, huh? Mm -hmm. That's sometimes really, really hard to deal with and sometimes hard to get past. So, is it honor? Are you the one telling us the lesson from this? So, why don't you go ahead and give that to us, kiddo? Things I mean, will young hurt woman, us in not life. Kiddo. Um, yeah. <laughs> things will hurt us in life, but God is bigger, sees us different, and gives us what we need to get past those things. That is very good. Things will hurt us in life, but God is bigger, sees us different, and gives us what we need to get past those things. Part of what we sometimes have to tell ourselves is no matter what things are said about us or to us, God sees us. In, in, in a very different light if we know Jesus. He sees us in Jesus, right? In fact, Honor, why don't you go ahead and read that verse out of Colossians. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Colossians 3, 1 through 3. See, I love that verse 3. You have died and your life is now hidden with Christ and God. Sometimes we try to get our, our identity, our sense of who we are from the world around us. And as Christians and people who follow Jesus, what we always want to do is make sure we know that we get our identity from Jesus, right? He's the one that defines us. And therefore, because of that, God is bigger than the things that get said about us, the things that might hurt our heart or hurt our soul. God helps us get past those things if we lean on God to do that, right? That's what we want to do. Now, sometimes there's well-meaning people in our life that want to help us get past things, but they don't do it in God's best way. And so, over the course of time, Mike and Sully, they weren't friends, but they become friends, and Sully wants to help Mike with some of Mike's fears and concerns and worries. So Sully does something that he's trying to help with, but it doesn't necessarily help in the end. So let's go ahead and watch that next clip right now to see the next lesson that we can learn. Scary as anyone. I just wanted to help. No. 
You just wanted to help yourself. Well, what was I supposed to do? Let the whole team fail because you don't have it? So how many people think Sully was trying to be helpful? Was he trying to be helpful? I think he was trying to be helpful. But sometimes when we try to be helpful, we're not helpful. Sometimes when we try to be helpful, we become dishonest to be helpful. And that's never a good thing. We always have to find a better way than to be dishonest to be helpful. So Emma, do you have this next lesson right here? Why don't you go ahead and read that off and uh, we can kind of learn our next tip here. Lying is never right, even if it's intended to make someone feel better. Lying is never right, even if it's intended to make someone feel better. Now, this line right here already messes with us a little bit. Because we go, oh, well, but there sometimes, you know, that's what you do to make people. It's really hard in life sometimes to try to find a way where we are encouraging and, and help people in an honest way. Here's the thing about this. Here's what this doesn't mean for us, everybody. It doesn't mean we're allowed to be mean or unkind when we are truth tellers. And being truth tellers, we want to be very kind, very sensitive, very heartfelt, but very helpful in telling the truth because Jesus even says the truth sets you free, right? The truth sets you free. And we always want people to be set free. In fact, part of Mike's problem is he's not set free because he's either fighting against things that he's not or people are actually lying to him to try to make him feel better. Neither of those things are good. And so Sully's now lied to try to make, make Mike feel better. And that's not making anybody feel better in the end. So when that happens, how do we need to address things to make it right? Well, that's the next clip. Let's go ahead and watch that clip right now. You did what? My team had nothing to do with it. It was all me. I cheated. I expect you off campus by tomorrow. Yes, You're a disgrace to this university and your family name. What's our lesson? Is it Emma or honor? It's honor. All right, sweet honor. When you have done something wrong, confessing it is how you make it right. That's right. When you have done something wrong, confessing it is how you make it right. Now, here's the challenge. So Sully says, I lied. I cheated, right? And we go, awesome. But here's the problem. Sometimes when we make mistakes and we lie or cheat, there's already going to be a consequence. And even when we make it right, somebody else might go do something wrong because we do it which is exactly what happened. So Mike is now going to go do something wrong because his friend kind of lied and caused him to do some bad things too. And so what we want to do always is make sure we never even get down that road that we always want to tell the truth and we always want to be honest so we don't tempt others to go do bad things. But if we do lie or if we do cheat or if we do anything bad, the best way to start making it right is to confess it, to say, I did this wrong. I take ownership 
I have sinned, will you forgive me? That is always going to be God's very best for us, no matter what we do in life when we do things wrong. And so that is another great lesson we can learn from uh, monsters. And so I think those are the six big lessons. There is one final lesson to this whole story, though, that is so important, and it has to do with, man, how we face life in general. And all the things that we do and all the ways we interact with people, what is the way that we want to face life? Let's go ahead and watch this seventh and final clip right here. And what is our last lesson? Don't let life scare you. Live fearless. Don't let life scare you. Live fearless. What are our verses for that? We got a couple of great verses for that. Do not fear anything except for the Lord God Almighty. He alone is the Holy One. If you fear Him, you need fear nothing else. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Isaiah, oh, go ahead. <laughs> Isaiah 8, 13 and 2 Timothy 1, 7. Perfect. That is a great reminder for all of us, little kids, bigger kids, all of us, because there's a lot of things in life that can be a little scary. Like, are, are some of you kind of afraid of the dark? Yeah. Like, I see adults raising their hands. Um, or, 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 or maybe there's other things you're afraid of. Broccoli. I don't know what you're afraid of. But, you know, you're afraid of things. I saw more adults raising their hands. So, um, but God is bigger than our fears. And I like that passage in Isaiah so much, man, if we fear God, we have nothing else to fear. We don't need to fear life. We don't need to fear people. We don't need to fear circumstance because we have our God that is bigger than all of our fears. And so we remember all of these things because they're great life lessons. In fact, there was a verse for honors on confessing that I didn't have you read. And so I want you to go ahead and even read that now because it's so good because here's the thing. That's a part of how we live without fear. When we confess to God, you know what? There's nothing to fear because he fully and completely forgives us when we confess and when we go to him. Honor, why don't you go ahead and read that really quick since we skipped it. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 8 through 9. Man, that is so perfect. It means we have nothing to fear. When we go to God, nothing to fear. Only fear God. Nothing else is worth fearing. So all wonderful lessons for us in our life, how we live for Jesus and how Jesus lives in us. And so can I just thank you guys for being a part of this today? Thank you for learning. Thank you for sharing. All of the kids that shared, you guys were awesome. Thank you, my kids, for sharing as well. Can you guys give all the kids in the room a great big hand? 